Well, this is The New Activist. My name is Eddie Koffeltz, and it is a joy to be with you on this Thanksgiving week. I hope that you have some time to rest. I hope you have some time with friends or family, and I hope that you have things to be thankful for. I know that I am very thankful for among other things, for you and for joining us today on the show. This week, of course, is a big football week. Everybody sits around and watches football, and so we thought it would be a good idea to have our very first ever athletes on the show. I don't think we've ever, have we ever had an athlete on the show in the history of The New Activist? I don't think so. Today, we are going to hear from Kirk Cousins, of course, of Washington, great quarterback, and also Trey Burton from Philadelphia. Both of them just really great people, and I am excited for you to hear a bit of their story and their past. Fun note, Trey played for the Florida Gators, which I love, so I was kind of geeking out. Uh, He was number eight on the Florida Gators, and now he's number 88 with the Eagles. And Kirk was number eight when he played at Michigan State and with Washington. So it's a bunch of eights today on the show. Maybe that was more interesting just for me. (laughs) I thought, what are the chances? Anyway, they're going to both be on the show, and a few things to kind of preface their whole conversation First, they are just uh, men of deep faith, and so as they speak, you're going to hear what sounds a lot more like a pastor being interviewed than an athlete, so it's neat to hear where their worldview is coming from and what grounds them. Additionally, they are both big supporters of IJM, International Justice Mission, which brings you the new activists, so it's fun to hear about their passion for IJM. Also, they're going to mention some names throughout. Uh, I think they mentioned Jackie. She is a part of the IJM staff. Gary founded IJM. So they love talking about IJM folks, and I love hearing about them because it has impacted all of us deeply. Here is part one of our show where I got to speak with a fellow Gator and really nice man, Trey Burton. I'm, I'm curious, you know, athletes have a tremendous voice, and we see that in the news now a bunch, and from, from protests to supporting causes, I mean, people are paying attention to what you do and, uh, and what you say. As someone who is well-known and someone who is well-known in the game, um, people are listening to you. How do you. How do you feel about having that platform, and how do you feel like what's your job with that platform? Man, it's, it's a really cool opportunity. Um, just being a professional athlete, regardless if you like it or not, or if you want to be or not, you are a role model for somebody. Um, and you do have an opportunity to influence um, people. But the the problem with that is it's not always influence for good. It's influence, you know, for good or bad. And yeah. so you have to choose, you know, daily what type of influence and what, what type of role model that you want to be. Um, and so and it's also cool that we, you know, we live in the greatest country in the world. And we have one of the, one of the things our country's founded on is, you know, freedom of speech. And so you honestly get to choose, you know, what you want to support and who you want to support. And so, um, I know my wife and I, you know, have made a point to make sure that whatever, uh, cause or whatever thing, cause, cause you can, you can, like I said, you can use it for good or bad, or you can't, you, you can use, you cannot use it at all. You know, you can just sit on your, on your butt and not, you know, do anything. And so my wife and I made a point and, you know, came together and said, like, we're going to use our platform for good. We're going to use it for positive, And we're going to try to speak out for the people who um, might not be listened to or heard as much as we are. So recently you went with Benjamin Watson, who, uh, of course, on the Ravens in Georgia, but we won't hold that against him. Um, no. You know, we love him. Um, and he, he invited you on the trip to the Dominican Republic. Um, when he called you, how did he how did he pitch the idea of of you joining him? You know, it's it's kind of funny because no one no one would really have to pitch any crazy, you know, wild experience idea with me 
um, for anything like that, for yeah. IJM, any, any type of trip that they have um, going on, I would love to be on. And so I just remember my wife and I uh, going to PAO. It's a conference that um, is put together by a couple, uh, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's the NFL, uh, NFL PA or, or somebody has to do with the NFL, mm-hmm. put it together. It's a, it's a Christian conference that we have yearly. And remember, remember my wife and I going for the first time, we're staying at the Grand Del Mar, which is like top of the top hotels. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think Gary, uh, came and spoke at, IJ, at PAO and yeah. my wife and I were, like fell in love with the mission and the things that they're doing. Um, we felt like God was really putting that on our hearts, and it wasn't until three year three years later, um, when Ben, you know, and a couple of the people came together and 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 decided to put on this, you know, trip. Um, and we were extremely extremely excited to to be a part of it. My wife couldn't make it. I think I think we had just had our ba- our third child. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple a month or two before that, so she didn't she wasn't able to make it. But she uh, is definitely going to come on a couple trips with me in the future. So, so what does it do for you? Cause we've had a lot of people on the show that, you know, they're doing amazing things in the world and, you know, like you are like leveraging their lives for the sake of other people. And one of the things I always ask is like, okay, well, what's one of the most important things? And they always say travel, just get out of your own little bubble, get out into the world. I'm curious for you, like if you'd agree with that and I'm curious what it was like for you going down there, like, what does it do? How does it shape you to be in the DR on that trip? Yeah. I mean, I think my biggest thing, um, was just the obedience. Like I felt like, you know, God was telling me and pulling me to go to Africa. Um, and then definitely, you know, put on my heart, the whole issue and all the stuff that IJM is doing. And so like, uh, I just found like, I remember going, going to Africa before that I'm thinking, man, I'm not qualified enough. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know the word enough. I don't know. You know, I don't have all these, uh, credentials and, and this and that. I'm just a you know an athlete at the University of Florida. Um, what am I? What impact am I really going to have? And that, that was my whole mindset before that. And I just remember you know just saying yeah. Like my the guy the uh, team chaplain came to me with the opportunity and he's like I need to know yes or no. And I just was like ah yeah you know I'll, come, I'll go. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, and so that was that was really it for me. I was wasn't really worried about anything else but just the, the sense of or the fact of just saying yes to the opportunities and like and and uh it's, it's just been so much fun so in september uh the eagles and you did something that was amazing and kind of unlikely for rivals to do you teamed up with the washington redskins yep, so yep. you kirk cousins carson one a bunch of guys can you tell me about that yeah yeah so when we were on our trip in the dominican uh, Jackie and I were trying to figure out a way to leverage, uh, Kirk Cousins influence and then a bunch of guys on my team's influence, um, in our, in our respective cities. And so I just remember, you know, coming, throwing a bunch of spitball and a bunch of ideas around. And, uh, we, you know, we happened to just play the first game of the season. And obviously there's a ton of weight week one of the NFL season and, you know, uh, everybody's locked in and, and ready to watch and excited for football to get back, uh, off on the ground. And, uh, and so we just threw the idea at like, cause I know Kirk's a huge activist and, yeah. and what he does, you know, in Washington is unbelievable and have the most respect, you know, for him and his family. And, um, and we, so we just figured, you know, with Kirk's name and, um, a couple other guys on Washington's team and then with Carson's name and a couple other guys, you know, with the Eagles, we could figure out a way to have a comp- a friendly competition, you know, get together. Yeah. Uh, obviously on the field, we don't like each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really right. Washington don't really like each other, that's you know, right. but we all can agree on, you know, one thing. 
Um, and if we could could agree on one thing, this yeah. would this would be the thing. And so, you know, with all the th- all those things, you know, brought put together, um, we were able to you know compete and try to see who could who could bring in the most freedom partners um, for that for the ten days before that game. Um, leading up to that that Sunday, and uh, I think it was a, a big time success. Just not only not only for the financial side of IJM, you know, because there, there was there was a ton of money raised, but also just for the awareness, you know, side of things, and just the amount of people asking questions in my locker room, uh, outside of my locker room, messages and um, and tweets, and you know, you name it. Um, just from that standpoint, even if there wasn't any financial part involved, you know, I think that it was it was a big success. How will it be? Because you and I are actually talking on the the morning of Monday of Monday Night Football, where you're going to meet yep. up with these guys tonight. You leave yep. you leave all that off the field <laughs> on the field. Yeah, yeah. There's no plan. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's right. The philanthropy ends as soon as you walk on. I get it. For sure. Um, no, I'll, I'll I'll say hey to Kirk. You know, just talk to him for a second. But other than that, you know, we're trying to we're trying to put it on him tonight. That's right. You got a job to do. Um, um, yes. So, okay, uh, a couple quick questions just about you, and then and then we'll wrap up. Do you remember the first time you saw something that wasn't as it should be and tried to f- tried to fix it? Like, have you always been an activist kind of person, leveraging your platform? Yeah, yeah. I would I would say uh, just you know as I've matured and uh, and just looking at my NFL my my career, my not just my NFL career but my football career. Like I'm at the very tail end of it. You know, you talk about Pop Warner and you talk about uh, high school football and you talk about college football. And then now I'm in, I'm in the league and, you know, who knows how much longer I'm going to be able to play, but I know I'm not at the beginning of my career and I'm definitely not at the middle of my career. So I know I have to be towards the end. Yeah. And so my wife and I wanted to, you know, just make sure we take, take advantage of it. You know, I don't want to be sitting on my couch 20, 30, 40 years from now thinking like, man, I should have did more, you know, with my time or I should have, you know, helped more people out. Um, and so, you know, with that thought process in mind, you know, we're, we're all in to, everything IJM has and everything they stand for. Um, and we're trying to, you know, to use this, um, leverage as, as big and as, as long as we can. Man, I love it. Um, there are, I'm sure many young athletes listening in various stages of high school and college careers. And they're, they're listening to the show and they're listening to you and like, you've made it. You're like the smallest percentage of (laughs) athletes who ever actually make it into the NFL. And it's just a, it's an incredible accomplishment. But as you've walked the line between being an athlete and activist, kind of what, what have you learned and what advice would you give someone who right now is just, you know, a junior playing football, trying to figure out how all this, all this works? Man, that's a great question. Uh, what I would tell myself is, you know, my, my younger self, my high school self, my college self is find, find something that you're extremely passionate about, because if you're not passionate about it, the, the front or the persona that you are putting up front will, won't last. And Mm -hmm. that whenever, you know, push comes to shove, or whenever you're really, really in it and you aren't as passionate about it, you're not going to pr- truly pursue it, you know, the way that somebody who is truly passionate about it. And so like, so like, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm not, I'm not a public speaker at all. Like that's one of my biggest fears and one of the things I don't like to do. But if someone asked me to go talk about IJM or talk about children who are enslaved or being sold and sex trafficking, hmm. I don't need to, I don't need to prepare for that. Like I already know in my, I already have something in my mind that I'm so passionate about it that it's, I, I could literally go up 10 minutes before you could tell me 10 minutes before I have to go up there and I would go up there and speak for 25, 30 minutes about what's going on in some of the stories. And so um, find something you're passionate about. And once you find that, like go all in to it. 
It yeah. doesn't have to be the cool thing. It doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing. You know, it's something completely different. People will respect, you know, your passion and your heart for it. And, uh, and that's when impact will truly be made. What a nice guy he is, right? I mean, just what a, what a kind person. And I love getting inside of his head because, you know, they're so focused on the field. And this is the, this is sort of what we get from them is this steely-eyed resolve to win the game. But to hear his heart and his mind about how he is making the most of his place in history to both serve IJM and care for Africa and, and to work collaboratively with his family to do things that matter. And I really appreciated his advice to young athletes. Trey Burton is the real deal, and I'm glad we got to hear from him. It is probably worth noting at this point in the show that The New Activist is presented by International Justice Mission. IJM is working to end slavery in our lifetime and won't stop until all are free. I don't need to say much more because Kirk Cousins is coming in just a moment and he's going to talk a bunch about IJM. But I wanted to say that for podcast listeners, a really great way to support IJM right now, actually before even the show is over, is to go to newactivist.is forward slash IJM. Again, that's newactivistis. IJM. And when you go to that website, you will see a form. The form will take you a few seconds to fill out. And what will happen is a letter will be generated that will go to your elected officials asking them to help end slavery. It may not seem like a big deal, but it is a very big deal. And it would be very helpful if you went to newactivist.is forward slash IJM. Here is the second part of our show with my colleague, Julie Kilker, interviewing the great Kirk Cousins. How did you get started? I know you've been um, involved in IJM, involved in uh, animal foster care and animal rescue. So I'd, I'd just love to hear more about both of those. Yeah, you know, I, uh, uh, I've been involved with IJM now really since my rookie year, but knew about IJM since my high school years. I heard Gary Haugen, the founder of IJM, speak at a church in my hometown back in 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. And I remember leaving the uh, the service very impacted by Gary's words and his stories and the work that IGM was doing in places around the world. And uh, for whatever reason, it hit me in the moment that someday as an adult, um, when God gave me the ability to uh, hopefully earn an income, that I would be able to give to uh, to, to help Gary and to help his work. And, and uh, as God saw it, saw it uh, I ended up in Washington, D.C. next to IGM's world headquarters. and. Uh, uh, felt the the call to give and have enjoyed uh, being able to to give any way we can and hopefully uh, spread the news about what the good news that about what IJM is is doing but also the, the troubling news about what's going on in the world that um, you know the lack of justice that requires an organization like IJM. So uh, in addition to that, you know my wife uh, when we got married had always fostered uh, dogs when she was in college and wanted to continue doing that. I think prior to having a kid, she was. Uh, wanting to nurture something. So, uh, what better thing to nurture than a, than a puppy or a dog. So, um, we fostered dogs and, and, uh, you know, that became a popular thing for different fans, uh, you know, football fans to hear about because so many people love dogs and, and also foster. So, um, that's gotten out there quite a bit. And, uh, we fostered seven through the last few years, not all at once, but one at a time. And then they each find a home and then, uh, we'd get the next one. And, and then we came across, I believe it was our seventh or eighth one. Uh, it was such a good dog, we couldn't give him up. So we we adopted him, and uh, that's Bentley, and we've had him now for a couple of years. So Let's talk a little bit about Platform. 
how how do you steward it well? There's there must be many organizations, many causes out there vying for your attention, your tweets, your you know voice. How sure. do you decipher? Well, what's best? I think it's it's very clear to me. Um, you know, this is why I think IJM separates itself because uh, there are many good causes. I mean, there's there's you know domestic issues, there's international issues, there's issues right down the street. Uh, I mean, there's everything from pet adoption to modern day slavery to sex trafficking to um, you know homeless people. There's you know poverty, world hunger, um, all kinds of issues, lack of education, um, and ways to step in and help medical needs that can that can be provided. I think where Gary's vision and where IJM's role really separates itself in my mind is that while, yes, they're dealing with issues like slavery, it goes deeper than that. Uh, there are broken legal systems uh, internationally in some of these countries that then create impunity and allow for poverty and the cycle of poverty to continue endlessly. And it goes back to the old adage, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man a fit to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. In our giving, Julie and I want to teach people to fish through our giving and provide answers for a lifetime, not simply give them a fish and then the next day they're hungry again. And uh, Gary's model is such that by creating justice, by creating an upright legal system, by getting rid of corruption and bribery and scandal, in the higher ranking uh, parts of a, of a nation or in a governmental system, it can trickle down to grassroots to um, anyone and everyone such that uh, poverty can, can be reduced, poverty can be ended, and people can be given a place to stand and given an opportunity to elevate their own lives, which is really all anyone can ever ask for is a place to stand, to have a chance to to live the life they want to live. But unfortunately, too many people aren't even given that chance because of corruption. Uh, and they have no home. They have no hope because someone else will will take advantage of them in their need and in their poverty. And that's what uh, Julie and I are tired of seeing, want to put an end to. And uh, when we see IJM uh, putting an end to it and doing it well and stewarding the gifts well, uh, we see no better place to give our resources than to IJM. And then ultimately, the fact that so many employees there are doing it with an eternal perspective, a kingdom perspective with a capital K, um, it's just all the better for us because ultimately we want to make an impact for eternity. We don't simply want to help people feel better in this life. We want to you know, give them an eternity and give them hope beyond just this life. And those are all the reasons why we feel like IJM separates itself and it makes it an easy place for us to give. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm wondering... Um, you know, you're, you're kind of knee deep in this world of very influential kind of idolized people in the NFL. Um, I'm sure you run across all different kinds of people who are using their voices and platforms for various issues, but do you feel like it's a responsibility for somebody with such a big platform to give back in some way? Well, I think, you know, Luke 1248 says, Jesus says, to whom much is given, much is required. And so I think people can look around and, and realize that really all of us in America are extremely privileged in relation to the rest of the world. But then there are people within this country who are 
you know, privileged. And I think a lot of people know who they are. They look around and they see the lifestyle they live and the opportunities they have. And they, they realize the health and the, the, the family structure they have. And they say, I, I'm very fortunate. And I think that um, the same set of rules don't apply to, to those people. I think that to whom much is given, much is required. And there is a responsibility and uh, with great um, power comes great responsibility. And so, um, you know, I do think at the end of our lives, we'll answer for what we did with what we were given. And uh, it is a, a responsibility uh, for all of us to step up to the plate and make the difference we can make. And, um, you know, we're going to have to give an account for what we did with what we have. And uh, I, sh- I surely want to feel good when I stand there and give that account that uh, did all I could. And, and um, you, know, uh, you know, don't wish I had done something differently at, 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 at that time. Do you have any advice on staying focused um, on the thing that's going to help you ultimately make a difference, meaning you staying focused on the game, knowing that excelling there is going to help you help other people and organizations excel? Right. I think that goes back to calling, you know, and passion. And and, uh, ultimately, I think that, you know, to do a job for money, to do a job for uh, uh, personal gain. Yeah, there, there's a motivation there, but that's not fulfilling. That's not ultimately what it's about. I think that uh, uh, when you realize that um, the, 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 job, the job you have, the calling you have is making a difference beyond just yourself. It's, it's, it's you know, helping other people grow and develop. It's giving an income that then you can give and, and help develop others. It's blessing your family's life. That's when I think, um, you know, we come alive and you have a deeper motivation to, to be great at what you do. And so I've seen the blessing of winning football games. I've seen the city come together in Washington, D.C. when we win. I, I've been told the crime levels uh, go down the day after the night of a, a, a big Redskins win. And so, uh, you know, you see the impact of winning football games. It's not just about football. It goes deeper than that. And it makes a difference in people's lives. And it creates opportunities for teammates and creates jobs for people and job security and all those things are good things. And so uh, I want to win as many football games as I can and hopefully bring the city together as best we can and, and um, enjoy that, that process of, of chasing after that goal. So I want to ask you two questions. What are you most proud of on the field and what are you the most proud of off the field? Um, well, I think on the field, um, you know, and I, I hate to use the word proud or pride, but I understand what you're saying. Um, on the field, I, I just think, you know, I'm living a dream. And whether that's, you know, the fact that I'm playing professional football, um, you know, even then when I was drafted, I didn't even know if I'd, how long I'd last. So I was hoping and praying that maybe I could last a few years. So now being in my sixth year in the NFL is just a dream come true. It's a thrill. I'm hoping to play long enough to where my, my son could someday watch me play and remember it and remember that experience. So I've got a few more years to go, hopefully, but, mm-hmm. uh, that's a dream of mine. and something I'd be very, very proud of. Um, want to be the best player I can be. You know, I want to be one of the top quarterbacks in this league. There's a lot of good ones, but I'd love to be mentioned among them uh, someday. And in addition to that, you know, off the field, um, you know, I think I want to be someone that when people encounter, me or get to know me that they come away, you know, with a positive impression saying that that guy 
walks the walk. He doesn't just talk the talk. He doesn't just do podcasts and say nice things, but he tries to live it on a daily basis. And that, uh, you know, hopefully people say I'm shining my light and, uh, that I'm, you know, making a positive difference in their life such that, you know, they feel encouraged or inspired or, you know, uh, you know, feel better after spending time with me. And that's certainly a goal. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully I can bring a little bit more shalom, a little more peace to the chaos of this world. And I think that's what God calls us to do. So, um, you know, hopefully in my family and my marriage and my raising of my future children, hopefully that can be accomplished. And, uh, I would certainly be proud of that if that set of me at the end of my life. How would you define activist? You can think about it for a minute if you need to. <laughs> How would I define activist? I don't know. You know, I've never thought about that. Um, you know, I sometimes activists can get a negative connotation as someone who does a lot of talking and not a lot of doing. They try to raise awareness for things, but uh, you always wonder, besides raising awareness, what's really happening, what's really changing? Um, but uh, I think an activist who's making a positive difference is is uh, is someone who's actually, the rubber's meeting the road, and they're, you know, like I said earlier, not just teaching them, they're not just giving a man to fish, but they're teaching him to fish. And, they're uh, creating real change that is, you know, for the better. Just listening to Kirk, I kind of kept getting this feeling of, man, this guy is just focused. He is focused on God. He's focused on his family, on serving his team well, doing his job well, on caring for animals well, and serving IJM. And he just really is relentless in his pursuit of those things. And I just really appreciate that kind of focus and attention. And I appreciate he and Trey both sharing about kind of the reality that they find themselves in, that they know that they won't play football forever, but they know that they've got this life and these resources that they can leverage to to serve. And, you know, they choose to serve IJM, but they find themselves really contemplative about the spot that they are in and what it affords them. And I think that as we look around and we give thanks this week, I think part of what we can be thankful for is, is the things that we do have the latent abilities or maybe realized abilities that we have to go and be instruments of change. I am grateful for both of those guys for sharing with us. They are both super active on Twitter, which is a great place to maybe thank them for being on The New Activist and hear more about what's going on with them. Trey Burton is Trey Burton 8. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins 8. Isn't that crazy? They're both 8s. Again, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this is crazy, but Trey Burton 8 or Kirk Cousins 8, both really active on Twitter. Today's music was provided by and performed by The Brilliance. You can find out more about The Brilliance on their website, thebrilliancemusic.com. Of course, The New Activist is all on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Both of our handles are New Activist Is. And with that, we go back into the world. On behalf of Trey Burton and Kirk Cousins, as well as the Relevant Podcast Network and my colleagues at International Justice Mission, I am Eddie Koffeltz. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the New Activist Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. And for more Relevant Podcast Network shows, check out the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. Hey guys, I'm Mike Foster from the Fun Therapy Podcast. My first question is for my guests on the Fun Therapy Podcast is always this. What don't you want me to know? And what don't you want to talk about? 
We dive into the horribly messy parts of life and we find hope and healing and answers and we do it all with a smile. I hope you'll join us for the Fun Therapy Podcast.